Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Continental Extreme Contact DWS 06+. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at at first first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Volume. This is Straight Fire. With Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Monday, June 19th. I hope everybody had a phenomenal Father's Day weekend. Mine was terrific. I decided, hey fam, you know, we haven't seen a movie together in a while. Let's head over to see a movie. So we go through the options and uh, we settle on the Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse or whatever it's called. Folks, uh, I think like an hour into the movie, I had nodded off twice just because I fall asleep in movies. Dark, I'm exhausted, blah, blah, blah. You don't care. And then my phone starts buzzing like relentlessly. Like you're not supposed to look at your phone in the cinema and my phone, just too many beeps. I'm like, what the hell's going on? And all the texts are, Beal, oh my gosh, sons, title. I'm like, oh geez, what the hell happened? And then of course I've got to like, in the theater. I don't know what the move is. Do, do I leave the theater and start reading texts and replying and put out a few tweets or just do I bang it out right there and get back to the movie? I decided to do it right there. You know, my kids were locked in on the movie, although they didn't love it. Um, I personally liked it. A little long and the ending really ticked me off. But uh, nevertheless, decent movie, Spider-Man, whatever the Spider-Verse movie is called. But the Bradley, Bradley Beal trade to the Phoenix Suns is obviously massive for a number of reasons. Um I don't know what, Rob, I guess we'll start with the Phoenix angle because obviously Bradley Beal going to Phoenix is great. We'll talk about the Washington Hall, which was non-existent. <laughs> like, this is basically a salary dump, folks. This is what it's looking like. Um, we'll get to, we'll start with the Suns. And, and first we'll start with Bradley Beal. I had the analogy last week that I guess some of you liked that Bradley Beal was the Costco brand of vodka and Damian Lillard was whatever your favorite brand of vodka is. A lot of people like the goose. I'm going to get my goose on. I forget who it was that said that. It might have been Maurice Claret. I don't know if anybody remembers that name. Ohio State running back uh, flopped in the NFL pretty badly, uh, was 
all over the goose. And he, that was his thing. Like, I'm going to get my goose on. Um, I, I, I like Bradley Beal a lot. Apparently a lot more than NBA Twitter. Because you know I have these beefs with NBA Twitter. I don't like uh, how the group think is like, oh, Bradley Beal, oh, he's garbage. He hasn't won anything. He's trash. It's like, uh, did we not just see Andrew Wiggins, folks? I, I wrote this down. So Andrew Wiggins was the number one overall pick. Not a huge factor in Minnesota because he was the number one guy. Ends up in Golden State. Boom. Andrew Wiggins wins the title as the second or third best player. Oh, wait. Andrew Wiggins is really good. Yeah. No shit, Sherlock. We all knew he was good. That's why he was the number one pick overall. Aaron Gordon. Number four pick. Awesome player at Arizona. Goes to Orlando. Eh, he's all right. He's good. It's Orlando. He's the number one option. Didn't quite pan out. Aaron Gordon in Denver. With the fully healthy Jokic and Murray. And they win the championship. And Aaron Gordon wins one game all by himself. Wow, Aaron Gordon. This guy's an amazing defender. Aaron Gordon. Oh, he really he really did a number on Jimmy Butler. Aaron Gordon's very good. Obviously. Dude, this is, again, we knew coming out of college these guys are very good. Just because they're not built to be a number one on a crappy franchise that's cycling coaches, that doesn't mean they're not great players. So consider this. Bradley Beal. Goes to Washington. He was the number three overall pick. Has some success. Mild success with John Wall. They had a good backcourt. They got to the playoffs five times with the Wizards. I believe three of the times, Beal, or two or three of the times, Beal was on the team where they ran into LeBron in the playoffs. And that was, uh, you know, young LeBron who was friggin' incredible. And there was, I don't know, this is for the hardcore NBA fans, there was a LeBron-Deshaun Stevenson beef. Um... Deshaun Stevenson was kind of like that defensive stopper, the Reuben Patterson, Kobe stopper, if you will. And he was like, I'm not going to go goon, but in the in the series for Washington, he turned into a goon and went after LeBron and Jay-Z made a rap about it. I've mentioned this on the pod several times. You guys have to look it up. Jay-Z diss Deshaun Stevenson, Blow the Whistle was the song. I listened to it to get pumped up on my way to my men's basketball games. I'm not, not kidding. And my son was in the car last week. It has a lot of bad words, but who cares? I, whatever. Um, that was bad fathering. Anyways, Beal was on those teams. And then John Wall gets hurt. And then they really got bad. And everybody's like, oh, pff, Bradley Beal, this guy, you're comparing him to Damian Lillard? Are you a fool? Bradley Beal's not that good. Take a deep breath. There was a, a playoff series where he shot 46% from three. There was a playoff series where he averaged 30 points per game as the number one option. Just let it sink in. Bradley Beal's now going to Phoenix where the number one option is going to be draw out of a hat, Devin Booker or Kevin Durant. I don't know. One of them. Uh, against Denver, it sure looked like Devin Booker. And then other games, it's Kevin Durant because it's Kevin Durant. Now your third option is not Chris Paul. Because he's gone and he cannot come back. I'll tell you about that. It ain't DeAndre Ayton. We know it's not him. I, I actually think the next move is to move Ayton, but we'll get there. The third option is Bradley Beal, who's been an all-NBA player, who's been an all-star, who averaged 30 in a playoff series, and who is a very good shooting guard. And he's still in his prime. Okay? This is a massive win for the Phoenix Suns. I don't want to go too overboard, but if you look at how Denver played everybody in the postseason, they destroyed the Lakers. I know that some of the games were close, but they swept them. They handled the Heat. Some of the games were close. They won 4-1. They handled the T-Wolves. T-Wolves got lucky in one game. Yeah, they did get lucky, guys. So. And then there was the other series against the Phoenix Suns where they went up 2-0. Um, game two, they really blew it. Uh, Chris Paul got hurt in that game. The team fell apart in the fourth quarter. They got tired. Game three and four, they go back, and D-Book and Kevin Durant go off. 
I think they combined for like 70, 80 points. I don't know the exact number. And Phoenix ties the series. One of those two games, Landry Shamit went off, and there was one other shooter, Rob can remember it, who went off. But basically, they didn't get any help, and that was the problem. Not after, only just after Chris Paul went down, just in general. It was a little your turn, my turn. That doesn't totally work out. You need an offense. So then they lose game five, a close one, uh, in Denver. And then game six, they get blasted at home. And it's like, well, who's helping Booker and, and Durant? If they don't get theirs, this team had nothing left against Denver. But now you insert Beal into the mix. And it, before it was like, oh, you've got to win the minutes when Kevin Durant's out. Or when Devin Booker, the seven minutes he goes to the bench against Denver. You've got to like tread water in those. And they couldn't. Um, those minutes are not going to happen anymore. You're always going to have two of the three on the court, Beal Booker, KD, assuming health. Why wouldn't you make the Phoenix Suns the favorites? I, I, I Listen, I like Denver a lot. You guys, we've talked for the last three weeks about how this Denver team is built to be in the finals multiple more times. Should they be favored? Sure, they should be favored. I think the Phoenix Suns are now the best team in the league. I don't even know how their roster's rounded out. I don't even know if they're going to trade or keep DeAndre Ayton. And here's my thing with Ayton. I believe three, they have $171 million salary tied up, I think, in those four guys. Because Beal's contract, by the way, four years left, 207 mil. Yes, that's over 50 a year. (laughs) That's a lot for your number three option. They also have no draft picks because I believe the deal, I, I, I saw ESPN said six second round picks. I know that Shams reported four. We don't totally know what the deal is. There's also some pick swaps involved, mostly because Chris Paul is going to be waived by Washington, but Washington's holding out to get another team involved, uh, maybe try to get something else so Chris Paul can be rerouted there. But Chris Haynes is reporting Chris Paul when he's waived, will go to the LA Clippers, or that's what's expected. So a lot to be sorted out. For now, bottom line, the deal is no first-round picks, which is staggering. None. None. For Bradley Beal. Oh, and I forgot, Landry Shamit. Chris Paul's not going to Washington. Washington gets like, let's just say it's six second-round picks and Landry Shamit for Bradley Beal. Washington is another segment. We'll do that later. Um, listen, there's several layers to this, but it's, it gets better. Trust me. So the DeAndre Ayton factor, and Rob, just hear me out on this. I do believe there is a world where Phoenix can still win the title with those big three and Ayton and filling out the roster with, um, the, I, I believe it's just minimum players. I don't even think they have their mid-level exception. I've been looking, folks, it looks like they're just going to have to find guys who are willing to play for the minimum. Could you find... Um, DeAndre Ayton just won with the Nuggets. Does he want to go win, win a title with, with Kevin Durant? Does he sign to try to go uh, win it? Because I want to live in Phoenix. I, I don't know. Are there other players who decide, you know what? I'm going to go ring chase, take less. I'm just going to throw a name out there. Reggie Jackson was on Denver, but barely played. Reggie, you, you want to come win a title? We could use you. Because, oh, by the way, you're going to be getting minutes. Because they got to fill they got to fill spots. Um you know, again, a lot is to be sorted out on Phoenix's end, but bottom line is they're going to have those four big guys if they keep Aiton and a bunch of minimum salary guys. So that's why I would strongly consider moving DeAndre Aiton. If you're wondering, Jay, why didn't Washington want him? Well, if you listen to last week's podcast, they got the big guy, Daniel Gafford, Gifford, whatever, Gafford from Arkansas. And it's like they're paying him $12 million. I don't know. But it says a lot about what they think about DeAndre Aiton. Do you want a center who's in his prime? 
Absolutely not. They don't even want him to be their best guy. They don't want to take on that salary. They're going to be awful. But they didn't want to. I think that speaks volumes about what his market could be should the Suns look to move him. Maybe that's why they haven't moved him yet. Because if you can trade out Aiton and get two players to replace his stats, let's just, in a perfect world, he's 20 and 10. You don't think you can get that out of two guys? I personally think that is definitely a move. You move on from Aiton, you bring on two bodies, and you fill out the roster a little bit more. Because you have no draft picks. You can't even, I mean, you can't even say, hey, this guy in the second round, he could be, you can't even do that. The Christian Brown who helped the Nuggets, can't, can't get a guy like that. So, it's going to be tough sledding. That's why I would push for trading DeAndre Ayton. We haven't heard a lot on that front. Um, but this owner has made it very clear he's going to spend. He doesn't care about the apron, the first, the second, the steal. He doesn't care about any of the aprons. He's paying. He's going all in on the title. And I, listen, it's not my money. I applaud that. If I'm a Suns fan, hell to the yes. Let's go. KD, D-Book, Bradley Beal. Now, Rob, I do want to ask you if you saw what I thought was the most funny uh, comment on all of social media. NBA Twitter needs to be applauded for this. Somebody said the washed point guard trifecta is now complete. And they had an image of Chris Paul Clippers, Chris Paul Rockets, Chris Paul Wizards. John Wall Clippers, John Wall Rockets, John Wall Wizards. Russell Westbrook Clippers, Russell Westbrook Rockets, Russell Westbrook Wizards. And just a little dig, a jab at Chris Paul Russell Westbrook and John Wall. I don't know, guys. I thought that was hilarious. What I didn't find hilarious, Rob G., and I'll turn it over to you here. Just a little nugget. Bradley Beal's agent, Mark Bartlestein, is the father of the Phoenix Suns CEO, Josh Bartlestein. So I know Milwaukee and Miami tried to throw their hat in the ring. Sacramento wanted to. But none of that was ever happening. It it was Phoenix. When your dad is negotiating a deal with his son, you think he's going to screw his son over? Rob, Bradley Beal got what he wanted. The agent got what he wanted. I think this is a win-win for everybody except the Washington Wizards. Juan Gabriel. Juan Giz. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. 
When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, I mean, uh, first off, let me just say this. For all of you YouTube and uh, iTunes commenters when we did Beal or No Beal last week, which I thought was an incredible segment. Yes. And they're like, oh, what are you talking about? He's going to get way more than that. You know, and they're really going to accept this trade. This trade's trash. You guys don't know basketball. Well, look who's laughing now because they got even less than the worst offer I think we put on the Beal or No Beal segment. Um, I will uh, correct you quickly. They didn't technically not get a first round pick because they do have at least one first round pick swap in there because that's oh, all the picks pick that they swap. could get. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, do we maybe, know if that's a Phoenix pick or it would be some a Phoenix? Other? It would be Phoenix's pick swapped potentially. What year? I mean, if it's twenty three, uh, we, we don't we don't know that yet. Yeah. We don't. They know would want to hold off for like twenty seven, twenty eight. Right. Exactly. You'd want to wait until all these guys KD's their max right, deals right. are are expired. Um, but to your point, I love this deal for Phoenix, yeah. and. Well, for whatever they lose in Chris Paul, which they were going to waive him anyway. So that's like they basically gave up nothing. They were going to waive Chris Paul if they couldn't trade him. So they essentially gave up Landry Shamit and some second round picks and a pick swap for Bradley Beal. It's it's the most low risk, high reward trade I think we've ever seen in recent memory in the, in the NBA. And even though they don't they have, what, five guys on the roster as of you know recording this right now. Jock Landale, I think, is in there still. Right. I think uh, um, uh, Cameron Payne is still on the roster Maybe, for now. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Devin Booker, point book, which we saw in the playoffs during that time where Chris Paul got hurt, can really play point guard the way you need him to. He, he's not obviously a floor general the way that Chris Paul is, uh, the way that a, a, a Tyus Jones is. 
But in today's NBA, when you have three high usage guys who are all used to handling the ball a lot, I don't think you really necessarily need a de facto point guard because all of these guys have experience running the show, setting guys up, getting their own looks, et cetera, et cetera. The, 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 the thing that you brought up, which I think is very important, though, is they have to trade DeAndre Ayton for something, some level of depth, whether it's a two for one, whether it's a three for one, even if you're taking 75 cents on the dollar, you just need more bodies. And, you know, you go back, obviously, to the Indiana Pacers. They made him that big offer, which which ended up matching. Maybe you get a Miles Turner and uh, like a TJ McConnell. They're, they're not, you know, TJ McConnell's nothing special. He's like a six foot gritty I, I guard. I like Miles Turner, yeah. I like Miles Turner a lot. But so, you know, you maybe they can just do some of that. Or there was some rumors going around that the Dallas Mavericks had interest in DeAndre Ayton. Maybe you get uh, uh, Tim Hardaway Jr., Reggie Bullock, and, and JaVale McGee, right? Like none of those guys are anything to write home about, but you suddenly you have two backup swingmen and a center who has experience in Frank Vogel's system. Like there's definitely avenues you can explore that could fill out the rest of this roster because I think to your point, whoever they have around them, you got to play defense and hit the open shot. Yeah. Otherwise, these guys are going to take care of everything else. And don't They're forget, gonna, Rob, you can't have KD playing 70 games. I mean, he's, he's, he's sniffing that. Maybe maybe he'll hit that 65 mark. But you can't wear him down when you're expecting to play 20 more games in the playoffs, you know? Even, yeah, even the Nuggets were resting their guys late in the season. Sure, and I, I think anybody who's expecting— I saw some people in Vegas saying, oh, I'm going to start pounding the over on the Suns' you know, win mm. total, which I don't even know if that's out yet. Or if it is, I haven't yet. seen it. I wouldn't do that at all because this team is not going to be geared towards the regular season. You have three guys and, as of now, zero depth. What you want to do more than anything, especially given Bradley Beal's history, Katie's history, is just be healthy, rested, have some level of chemistry on the floor when you get to the postseason. Whether you're the three seed, you're the, you're the seven seed, it doesn't matter. We saw that this last postseason. And uh, this yeah. Phoenix Suns team, I think, is set up to be really, really dangerous, and I'm interested now to see how the rest if this inspires the rest of the western conference to kind of retool because you know yeah. that hey we got to out we're not gonna be able to outscore these guys we're gonna have to find more defenders we're gonna have to find ways to attack on the margins because that three-headed monster is gonna score at will yeah and you, it's funny you mentioned defense i have a couple more notes here real quick so all these people saying oh jason phoenix is not gonna be better than denver phoenix doesn't play any defense uh, guys, do you know where Denver ranked in defensive efficiency this season? They were 18th in the regular season. They were not a great defense. They weren't even great in the playoffs. They couldn't stop Phoenix. They just outscored them. And against Miami, Miami's offense was like, come on, uh, undrafted guys, they're not getting the job done. They barely could reach 100. And we're talking about at game 100 from Miami. So it's stop with this defense. Nobody plays defense. Lakers had the best defense uh, in the league, I think, since the All-Star break or the trade or whatever, and they couldn't stop Denver at all. Like, it, this is not a defensive league. Just stop with that. Next funny note, Rob, not really relevant, but the salaries of Beal, Durant, Booker, and Ayton, uh, I had it at 170. Apparently, it's $164 million next season. The entire Chicago Bears payroll, which is how many guys on the NFL roster? 54, 56? $144 million. Four guys on one NBA team making more than the Bears. I know it's just got cherry picking and different sports and 82 game season versus, you know, 17, blah, blah, blah. I, I just found that interesting. Um, the other note that I had, Rob, um, and uh, 
I do. I, I got some DC fans listening to the pod. I grew up. I was born in New York, so I root for New York teams. But I grew up in the DC area, and at the time, the team wasn't the Wizards; they were the Bullets. And I grew up reading Michael Wilbon and Tony Kornheiser in the Washington Post, and Tony Kornheiser would just shred the Bullets, just make fun of them in every column. He called them les boulets because they were like soft uh, and French. He uh, just making fun of them endlessly. He he had these nicknames for guys like Jeff Malone and all these guys. They were not a good team. But eventually, they land on Chris Webber. They had Chris Webber and I think Juwan Howard for like five minutes. It didn't totally pan out. They move on. This century, the Wizards have won. I mean, they've tried to be competitive, but they just, they're not. But they have never bottomed out. They won 19 games twice and 20 games once. This century. I'm calling it now, Rob. The Wizards will finish with less than 19 wins this year. Okay, this is a bad basketball team, but it's by design. New GM comes in. Hey, man, Kuzma, we love you, baby. We know you can get more on the open market. Enjoy it. Porzingis will be interesting. Maybe they hold on to Porzingis. Maybe he doesn't opt out. He stays in and they trade him at the deadline or something. I don't know. Bottom line, they are excited about being bad. I haven't dove into the 2024 draft. We could do that after the 2023 draft this Thursday. Um there's, there's no Wembenyama, obviously, but they're going to be bad, aggressively so. And they're going to start from the bottom. They are bottoming out. They will be very bad. But if you're a Wizards fan, this is kind of a, a dark day, right? You had Wall and Beal. You were competitive. We kept Bradley Beal. He wanted to stay here. But at the same time, you're frustrated because if you had sold Beal last summer, Rob, when we talked about it, you could have got way more than this. You could have had at least one first-round pick. At least. I mean, look at what Rudy Gobert went for. Um, and I don't know, is Rudy Gobert that much better than Bradley Beal? Uh, Donovan Mitchell went for a lot. Um, DeJounta Murray went for a lot. And, and again, Bradley Beal's in the same galaxy as these guys. They're not like way better than him. I know they're a little younger and more defensive oriented for Gobert, but Washington just, just did, bad a job, did a bad job last summer. But guess what? That guy's gone. New guy comes in and he's cleaning up the mess. Overall, I know it's tough to put a brave face on this, but Washington Wizards fans, you should be happy. You could probably get tickets on the cheap this season coming up. And, you know, when the good teams come in town, you could parachute in. But it's going to be bleak probably for this year and at least two or three more um, before they rebound and rally. But, Rob, this is going to be one of the worst teams in the league. And, again, you know, you're sad to see Bradley Beal go, but it's pretty clear he didn't want to be here anymore either, right? Yeah. I mean, look, he even said on Gilbert Arena's podcast about a year ago, almost to the day that this trade went down. They asked him about the contract extension and why he decided to re-up in Washington. And he basically said, look, I saw the free agent market. There were The teams that I would be interested in going didn't have any cap space. It wasn't looking good for me. So I thought, hey, let me get this bag right now and I'll see what happens later. And yeah. that is a practical business decision. Mm -hmm. Like I can't blame him at all for saying I can get way more money here. I can get the no trade clause, which I guarantee you we're never going to see another no trade clause in the NBA because yeah. <laughs> if it leads to trades like this, like the NBA is just going to ax it out maybe in the next CBA. Um, but yeah, he, he played it right. And if you're Washington, the, the only thing that you could be upset about today or, or this week before the draft is that you didn't do it a year sooner and yeah. for a guy like Victor Weminyama. But this has been the right decision for years now and they kept kicking the can kicking the can thinking hey maybe if we had kyle kuzma hey maybe if we uh what was it johnny davis the point guard from wisconsin who can't get off the bench you know I mean, maybe <laughs> devi abja maybe that guy could just, like no you you Corey gotta Kispert. bottom out yeah yeah, yeah yeah you gotta bottom out you gotta suck really bad not just for one season probably for two or three 
and then you see what you have from there. You yeah. take on bad contracts and trade in, ex- in exchange for first-round picks. Everything that the Oklahoma City Thunder keep doing that we saw the Brooklyn Nets do for a while that kind of brought them back from relevance after that um, the Paul Pierce-Kevin Garnett fiasco, oh. that's where you got to go. And, and they're finally doing it. They finally ripped the Band-Aid off. Expect the tickets to, if you're in Washington, hey, maybe you get $10 seats. That'd be nice. Yeah, dude, that's a win. Um we had recorded an interview with a draft guru about Thursday's draft. We're going to hold that a day because of the Beal news. But also, Juan Gabriel, Juan Gis, Selena, Selena, Celia Cruz, Azúcar, Carol G, La Bichota, Christina Aguilera, Extina, just to name a few. We're serving the whole story from rags to riches and all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cotto Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game-changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. 
Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Before we're done, I need to just quickly, a couple minutes, you guys know I'm a soccer guy. Um, The U.S. Open was in my backyard out here in L.A. uh, over the weekend. My son had a volleyball tournament. My daughter had a dance performance. It's Father's Day. Listen, a lot of people are like, Jay, how are you not at the golf? I'm like... Listen, guys, you know me. If, if if my wife said, yeah, Jason, you want to go watch golf? You could spend six hours, go watch the U.S. Open. I would say, no thanks. I would rather spend two hours playing basketball. Like, I, I that would just be more fun for me. I know you could play basketball anytime, U.S. Open. I, just not, I, I'm not that huge a golf fan, even though we had uh, Paige on the podcast recently, and, and you guys seem very interested in Paige. I, I'm just not the massive golf fan um, that some of my buddies are. I had a lot of friends that went to it, and a Fox had a bunch of people going, and that's great. I actually watched more U.S. soccer over the weekend than I did golf. And U.S.-Mexico Thursday was incredible. Uh, U.S. spanks them 3-0. Probably the best win we've had over Mexico in a long, long time. We've now, we're unbeaten in our last six against them. And then we go to the final against Canada and we spank them 2-0. And folks, listen, you never want to get too excited. The World Cup for 2026 is still 4 Year, well, no, I'm sorry, <laughs> three three years away. Okay, um, it's here in North America. We have a young, we had a young team at the last World Cup, one of the youngest teams in the field, and now we had this kid Balogun, Balogun, who scored an awesome goal. If you haven't seen it, go look it up. I mean, it was ridiculous, and we got a we got a squad. Um, I, I, you never want to get too geeked, but I'm calling it right now. This team will make a deep run. At the 2026 World Cup, the U.S. squad will make a big run. Obviously, health pending. If you know Pulisic goes down, he's not there. We're screwed. Whatever. Um, but this this is a deep, well-rounded squad. The Burhalter stuff went down over the weekend. He's going to be coming back as coach. I'm going to hold off on some comments on that for now. Um, I just say I don't hate it as much as everyone else. Um, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. It is interesting that they looked incredible with the interim guy this weekend. I mean, incredible. Probably the best performance we've seen out of them against rivals back-to-back that quickly in a long time. And it's the small things that the U.S. soccer fans are pissed about about Burhalter. Remember Burhalter had Pulisic taking all the corner kicks at the World Cup. And his services were not great. And if you watched the uh, Canada game, Reyna, who was in the doghouse, and and listen, I'm not going to blame Burhalter for it. Reyna admits he acted a fool and he wasn't grinding. Um... Reyna was serving some beautiful corners that we sure as hell could have used in the World Cup, okay? Uh, it, it's not, it's not, doesn't look good for Berhalter on that front. Obviously, other things do well. The concern for me is, and I outlined this on the herd on Friday, Berhalter is a defensive heavy guy. He builds through the back. He, he focuses on defense, and it's less of an attacking style. If you watched our team against Mexico and Canada, we were abusing them on the wings. Way of speed, Pulisic speed, Balogun in the middle, Reyna kind of the attacking midfielder. It's just like, why haven't we seen this offensive outlook 
from the U.S. team in recent at the recent World Cup, and it's like Berhalter's going to have to change his style a little bit to adapt to the new roster. You guys know uh, small potatoes, but um, I I uh, I coach my kids in sports, and you know when when a kid is out, you can't just keep running the same plays and the same stuff that you used to. You got to adapt to your new personnel. If your star is out, and you know my son's team, which won the championship, yes, I got to flex that you know, three months later. Um, we had our star who plays club ball. He had to miss a few games. Well, we can't run the same thing we run with him if he's not there. So we totally changed it up, and usually it worked. And this is small potatoes, but like, you know, I, I don't think all the coaches want to adapt because they're so wedded to their style and my style works, and I'm here and I'm the boss. I have the final say. And some of these coaches like. You've got to have an open mind, um, and I hope Berhalter does. Uh, he, he can't screw this up. This team is loaded. I think almost all the core is going to be under 30 by the time the next World Cup rolls around. It's maybe under 31, but we we got a squad, and these wins over Canada and Mexico have to get folks excited. Um, yeah, anyways. All right, it was a great Father's Day weekend for me. Hope everybody else had a good one. Back tomorrow. Talk to you then. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.